Welcome to Badge of Burnout, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bryce Bowers, family physician, burnout expert, mental health wellness advocate, and challenger of the status quo. You are in the right place if you want to hear both mine and my guests' personal stories of overcoming burnout and mental health struggles in our medical careers, navigating the broken healthcare system, tips on how to live a more aligned, authentic life, and pearls of wisdom learned along the way. Thanks for tuning in. All right, everybody, welcome. Um, this is a pretty exciting time for me. This is my first podcast episode ever. First time I've really ever talked in a mic. Um, and it's really great to be here. I'm very excited to be doing this. Um, if any of you have been following me, I've just really taken off recently with this physician burnout thing, started my blog, and I've been extremely passionate about it. And um, I've really connected with some great people. I'm having a ton of fun. It's keeping me balanced outside of work. Um, and so this is like the next evolution for me is the podcast. And I think it's a, you know, the blog is great and I love the blog and I'll continue to write. Um, but, I you know, I think podcasting is just the next logical step, right? And getting on the airwaves a little bit and, and trying to reach people in that way. So um, I'm pretty excited to be here. Um, so we're going to kick off this whole shebang with just talking about um, burnout and why I chose the name Badge of Burnout, right? And I've alluded to this in my blog post. I believe it was my first or second blog post about why I chose Badge of Burnout, you know, because it's a kind of a nebulous misnomer, but it's 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 not in the same in the same sense. So um, so we're gonna talk about that, um, and then I'm gonna give you a good description of what burnout even is, right? Because Burnout is a little different for everybody. Um, I'm going to try and categorize it as best I can with some signs and symptoms of it so that you can recognize it. Um, you know, I mainly deal with health burnout and healthcare, but um, burnout's everywhere. Everybody can experience burnout. Anybody in any career or non career, it doesn't matter. Students, anything, anybody. So, um, and then lastly, today we're just going to talk about some tips um, for you yourself to utilize if you are feeling burnt out and in further episodes you know I'm going to have a lot of very cool guests on and um, really neat people and we're going to kind of utilize their brain power to come up with some more tips and dive into these tips further so we'll kind of superficially glaze over them today and then we'll definitely hit back on them because that's that's the money maker right it's like well I'm burned out but what do I do about it so um Great. So, and as a shameless plug, um, if you are listening to this, uh, you know, I'm hosting on my Substack, which is my blog website. If you could please subscribe to my Substack, I would appreciate it. I'm, I'm always looking to grow it and, and kind of spread the word. Um, if you are, are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any other medium, if you could download and please leave an honest review. Um, I do want good reviews, obviously, but you know, I want, I want to be better and, and, Boy, do I ever know how much how helpful feedback is being in the medical uh, medical realm. So, um, please please do that. So, all right. So uh, the first thing I want to talk about is why badger burnout. Right. So I was trying to um, come up. I you know I just I became on fire about like 
wanting to help physicians who are burned out because I burned out. And I'm going to tell you today about the really the two times that I remember, two or three, maybe just two, and the third one's going to be for another day, but why I burned out so hard in medicine, right? And and I'm going to give you kind of the raw details of that. But, you know, I, I the reason is ever since I started doing this work, and it's something I've noticed, you know, throughout my career, but really just didn't hit home until recently is, you know, we wear our burnout as some sort of like point of pride, right? And and this starts early on in our training. I mean, even pre-med, you know, into medical school and residency and beyond. You know, it's 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 something that is very it's fascinating. It's like who can who who's ready to brag about how poorly they're taking care of themselves, you know? Um who's who's ready to step up and say well, I've slept the less, I've ate the worst, I haven't exercised the most, um, I'm not taking care of my mental health. Like, And we're all wearing this as some sort of like badge of pride. And so that's why I chose the title Badge of Burnout is because I'm trying, my goal, my mission is to get us out of this. You know, we've, we've got to stop wearing it as some sort of like beacon that like we're so proud of. Um, and the problem is, in my opinion, is that, you know, we get rewarded for wearing that badge of burnout, right? We, we get pats on the back. We get positive reinforcement. And that starts early on, you know. I mean, I remember in my days of medical school, you know, I would be telling my family and friends, like, look, I studied seven days a week and I did it for 12 hours a day. And they're like, dang, good job. Wow, that's so impressive. Wow, you're so smart. Wow, you're so dedicated. And that stuff just lit me up, you know. It's like, wow, they they must think I'm like a really hard worker, and 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 that's it's just validation that was super important for me. And you know, but then also there's just this like ingrained part in medical culture that like grind culture is the way to go, and it's been like that for a long, long time, you know. And and this is going to be another episode going back to especially like residency training where. You know, it, it's just seen as the norm to like be unhealthy and not take care of yourself and grind, grind, grind. But, you know, it's now it's 2024 and, I, and I'm here to change that narrative because I think we really it's got to stop. You know, it's our, our mental health is like uh, physicians and healthcare workers in general is like on the brink of collapse along with the healthcare system. But um, it's and so it's time to stop wearing this badge of burnout as a point of pride, because quite honestly, it's killing us. It's. It's so detrimental to our mental health, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, you know. So, um, you know, and I'll just say this last thing, you know, and another example of, you know, this like badge burnout, this competition. It's like, I, I mean, in residency, I know this is like in my, well, I guess my second year because I transferred into a new program my second year, but it's like we're all competing with each other, you know, it's like, well, you know, I carried 20 patients on the floor last night. Well, I carried 21 and I delivered two babies. Well, I carried 23, delivered four babies, you know, and I had to run three codes, you know, and it's like, and I didn't sleep at all. And I stayed awake for 24 hours. And it's like, we're like, like bragging, you know, about all these things. And while simultaneously, I mean, none of that leaves any time for self-care or, you know, meditation or you know, that, I mean, none of that, you're not sleeping, you're not eating well, I know it, you're, you're drinking ungodly amounts of caffeine to, to do all those things, you know, so that's kind of the point, it's, it's just, it's just 
it's it's a fascinating concept, but um, we, we just really have to do better about it. So um, so I'm going to tell you about two. I, I burned out in medicine three times. There's three specific examples, and one is the is the big cojona, and that's going to be saved for another episode. That happened during my intern year of residency, and if you've been if you've been following my blog, you know about that and, and kind of what that was about. Um, that was my worst one, most certainly. Um, and so that one deserves its own episode. But, you know, the first two that I can think of that I want to give you guys examples of, and I, and I know a lot of you could probably relate to this, right? So the first one was after step one exam. Now, some of you listening to this are taking step one or recently took step one, but I'm going to throw a back in my day. Um, step one was uh, not a pass-fail exam. So we were one of the last ones to take it. I took it in, I think, 2016 or 17. Uh, right before it changed to pass fail. So step one was a big freaking deal for us, right? Because step one basically dictated if what specialty you were going to go into, you know, based on your scores. And I mean, the anxiety was palpable uh, around, you know, at Michigan State where I was. And, um, you know, and it, it, it you take it at the end of your second year and you're like freaking out about this exam. I mean, especially if you want to do a competitive specialty because, that was it. That was the name of the game. And if you didn't score well, that really limited your options. I mean, that was a big, big freaking deal for residencies to look at that score. And, you know, like I, I didn't really, I mean, I cared about it, obviously. Well, I did. I cared about it, you know, but I, I knew I was going to do internal or family anyway, because I, I just didn't want to do any of the other specialties. They just didn't make sense to me because I wanted to do a little bit of everything. So, um, but either way, you know, I, I kind of, bought into this idea that I should panic and freak out about this exam. And so, you know, you take a month or two to, to study for it, maybe more. I mean, maybe you've been studying your whole first two years, which is probably what I should have done. But, you know, and, and I just remember just, holy moly, I mean, just grinding to study for this exam. I mean, just studying absurd amount every day, you know, taking no days off and just reading that godforsaken first aid book to no end and doing new world questions and and just trying to cram as much information into my brain as possible um and you know certainly studying that much i didn't do much to take care of myself you know and so i was not sleeping good i you know i definitely wasn't eating well i was drinking a lot of caffeine um and you know at the time when i i would take like a day or a night off you know, I was, I mean, I was going out to drink and try and forget, you know, everything. So it's just really unhealthy. Right. And, and I remember, you know, finally when it came exam day and I went to stay at my roommate at the time, his parents' house. And, you know, I'm like freaking out because the exam's the next day and they're wonderful people. They live in this very nice house and they gave me this very nice bedroom, my own bed. And, um, you know, I just remember I was like, I walked in the room and I'm like, I am not going to sleep tonight. I just knew it. You know, I, I could just feel the cortisol and the adrenaline. And and sure enough, I mean, I didn't sleep at all. I I, I slept sideways. I tried sleeping sideways, upside down, on the floor, on the side couch, everything. It didn't matter. I mean, I think I slept probably like maybe, you know, an hour and a half total or something like that. And and so, you know, I woke up the next morning looking horrible because I haven't slept and you could just see the look on my friend's mom's face. And she's like, oh boy. And she just said, good luck. And she gave me a bunch of coffee and, and I went on my way. 
And then I stopped at the gas station on the way, and I got as much caffeine as I could because the stakes were so high, right? And so I walk into the testing center just jittery, and, you know, and I'm just, like, exhausted at this point, and I'm just so ready for this exam to be over, and... um it's, it's just killing me to be there right now. And I'm, but I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm almost there. So I sit down at the computer and, you know, my hands like trembling because I'm just so jacked up on caffeine and I'm so exhausted. But, you know, I, I took the exam. I did it the, the full godforsaken eight hours. I don't think I ate anything. My appetite was so suppressed. My stomach hurt. Um, and I remember just walking out of that exam and I just wanted to collapse. Like I just, I mean, I had nothing left, you know, and I just remember feeling this mental anguish and just despondency and cynicism and like all these horrible feelings, you know, and, you know, the last feeling I remember saying is, or last thing I remember saying to myself and probably said out loud was, fuck this, you know, and sorry for the language, but that's just how I felt. And the next thing I did was I called my friend um, who lived nearby. I met up with him, and we went out to make sure I forgot every bit of the past two years of medical school. Very unhealthy, right? And so that was the first time I was burned out, and I had no idea I was even burned out at that point. I had absolutely no idea what burnout was. I just, I was just spent, completely spent, you know? And so the problem is that you know, life didn't slow down after that. I had to keep going, you know, it, that's like med school. That's kind of how it is. And everybody else was going to do it. So I figured it, you know, I got to keep going here. So, you know, you transition into your, your third year, my third year and fourth year. And, and, um, you know, you kind of recover a bit, but ultimately like, you know, there's, there's, in my experience, it takes like, you know, a year and a half to sometimes three years to recover from burnout. So, you know, I might have had a week or something like that, but that's really it. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I just kept going, but I never fully recovered, right? I never got back to baseline, and that was a problem. And so um, I'll fast forward to this, the, you know, the, the second time I burned out, which was recently in my um, second year of residency. And, um, you know, I, I just remember feeling all of those same feelings. I had just started in July, and then in, in September – you know, I was I was doing the residency thing, working a ton and, and and all the demands of being a resident. But then I had all this stuff outside of residency going on, you know, and that's the thing about this is like, I mean, residency is like hard enough, but man, life, life don't leave you alone on the outside. So, you know, I, I had a lot of pressure from licensing boards and licensing actions because I was a bad boy. I did some bad stuff. And um, and that's that's, uh, you know, for another episode. But I had some very, very serious consequences that the licensing board was was trying to rain down on me, and um, and I just didn't know what to do, you know. And and we'll talk more about the specifics, so so stay tuned, and and I hope you continue to listen because that's a big part of my story is about licensing boards and what happened in this regard. But you know, they were threatening to possibly take my license here in Michigan, which would kick me out of residency. And then ultimately, it looked like I wasn't even going to be able to be board certified, you know. And so I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like, what am I doing here? You know, this is a, I, and, and so I had the stress of work. And then, you know, the icing on the cake was I was getting sued for a car accident back in California 
for almost a million dollars. <laughs> so, you know, when I got that, when I got served papers, this all happened at once. I'm like, okay, yep, I'm, I'm right back to where I was after step one. And um, so, so I, you know, I burned out heavy then and, and people started to notice it. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm super thankful because, you know, at the time I was not in a good headspace and, and I'm still in residency and I love my program. They're great. I have such, I have the best program. If you want a good family med, a great family med program, you got to reach out to me and I'll tell you the best one it's here. Um, but you know, my program director and my now medical director at the time had the wherewithal to, to say to me, Bryce, like, why don't we just take some time off and rethink things? You know, I'm like, ah, whatever, it's not going to help. But but I did, they gave me, you know, they were ready to give me 12 weeks. Um, and, uh, so I took three weeks off. I felt a lot better. I got my head straight and I came back and I'm still back and I'm doing much better. Um, so I'm thankful for them, but so those are, you know, the times that I, that I burned out and I'm happy to share more details about those stories. And I'm sure I will, in fact. Um, so, and then the next, so, so those are, those are my stories for burnout. So, but what is burnout? Right. And so, I'm going to, you know, kind of give a brief description of it, but again, you know, it's just like, you know, me treating patients, us treating patients, you know, the disease manifests differently in everybody. Hypertension in somebody isn't the same, you know, diabetes, et cetera. It's just, it's not the same. And so burnout looks a little bit different in everybody. Um, the, I, you know, I listened to a podcast from, um, somebody I was coached by Chelsea Turgeon and she had, um, another coach on there, Dr. Aaron Weissman, um, who's also fantastic. I follow her stuff. She's great. And so I want to give her credit for this. Um, but she, you know, she categorizes burnout in the way of using, it's called the D's, the E's and the F's. And I'll try and put these in the show notes so that you can kind of write them down. Um, and this, these are a lot of the feelings I had during my time. I, I like, I heard these and I'm like, damn, this was me. Um, so the first is like disengaged. So we'll go through the D's. So disengaged, right? And I totally was. I mean, I, I just felt like I I didn't want to do anything. I would do the bare minimum when I was feeling burned out. Um, and I and I you know I didn't engage with people. I would avoid people if anything. Right. Um, the second is dissatisfied. So feeling very dissatisfied with your work. And I did. I mean, it, it was hard not to. I had so much stuff going on in my head and on outside that the work you know, felt nothing. It felt like nothing to me, even though like the work we do is fairly rewarding. I was like, mm, nope, don't care. Um, discouraged. Uh, whole, yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, I, in both times, you know, I, I just remember, you know, after step one, I'm like, I just felt like hopeless almost like, I'm like, God, I got to keep going. And, you know, how am I going to do this? And, and I felt the same way in my most recent example I gave you. I just felt totally discouraged. Like there's no hope, you know. Um, then we'll go into the ease. So empty. I felt empty a lot in my life. I mean, a lot, you know. And um, But probably the emptiest times I've felt are when I've been burned out, right? I mean, and empty is a little bit different for everybody. But I mean, I just felt like I didn't have a soul. Like I had absolutely nothing in me that made me human and that's a scary feeling and that's not a good feeling and this is I think for me the worst feeling of burnout was just feeling like I I just I was just merely existing I was a body on this earth and that was it um exhausted this one oh my god I remember, you know, during my second year of residency when I burned out, I remember I came home, you know, after one of these really bad days when I found everything out and I was just, I mean, 
I was just so ex- I sat on the couch and my muscles felt on fire. You know, my my hair was falling out, and and I just felt like I could sleep for like forever. I mean, just so tired. You know, just unbelievably tired. And that's physical and emotional exhaustion, right? That's not just, you know, just physical. Ex- I mean, I was just, I, there was, there, I, I, I went, I literally went to urgent care and a- asked for blood work because I thought I had like leukemia or something or lymphoma. That's how exhausted, that's how horrible I felt. Of course, my labs were normal, but, you know, but that's the thing. That's what stress and depression can do to your body. So uh, the next one is frustrated. Yeah, extremely irritable. Like, you know, and that's the problem is like coming home and, and dealing with, not dealing with, but interacting with friends and family. I'm just irritable. I'm frustrated with everything. And, and then that extends to them, you know, and, and I hated that. I knew I was doing it, but I felt like I couldn't help it. You know, it was awful. It's just awful. All right. And then um, fear all the time. Yeah. And this one kind of ties in with, you know, the the whole feeling like you know you're you're kind of hopeless you're just you're just fearful it's never going to get better right you're just you're just concerned that nothing is is going to work out for you um the next is f is a fight or flight yeah so we're kind of all in a constant fight or flight stance in medicine you know it's, it's just how it becomes i mean you just become so hyper aroused all the time and it's a horrible way to be but like i, I mean this just amplifies burnout just amplifies it times 10 you know and the last one this is a big one and again excuse my french but the last f is fuck it and that's where i was i mean i remember walking out of step one saying fuck it i'm good i I, I don't care what happens with that exam i'm good i'm out of here and then the same thing you know after when i was dealing with burnout again in my second year residency i just said fuck it i just didn't care and fuck it is not a good place you want to be it's a really bad place. Burnout in general is a horrible place, and you do not want to be in that mindset of fuck it because you're not in your right mind, obviously, right? And that's when you start making choices and decisions that definitely probably aren't going to help you. They may seem like they're going to help you at the time, but honestly, they they are probably going to be detrimental to you. And so it's just the whole point of me, you know, writing this blog this podcast because I don't want anybody to get there because it's such a bad place to be in guys I mean it's such a you to be in that fuck it mentality just just not a good place to be in you know Um, and it takes a while to get there and because it takes a while to get there it takes a while to get on from you know back from there right it doesn't happen overnight that recovery process takes a long time and a lot of effort so do yourself a favor and and try and, you know, just kind of listen in on what I'm saying because, you know, sometimes you get to a point of too far gone and it's extremely hard to bring your back, bring yourself back. All right. And then last but not least, we're just going to talk quickly about tips you can use if you're feeling burnout. So, and this is not an all-encompassing list or anything like that. There's there's so many good tips out there, and, and that's the point of me having more episodes, having guests on here, so you can get insights into like what's worked for them and what works, what's worked for me, and 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 everything. So the first thing is you know take time off. 
you know, I had a good friend. I have a good friend. He's still my good friend. And that's that's one thing he pointed out to me early on when I would tell him. He's like, you know, sometimes you just need time off. Us physicians especially, you know, we're horrible at this. Um, we, we, we feel the need to continually work um, and not take time off, right? And even when we, quote, unquote, take time off or take vacation, we're still working. But, like, t- taking time off completely disengaged uh, from work, right? And And that's time off for you and to do stuff that, makes you feel well and alive. But, you know, I was I was very thankful and fortunate because my program director in my second year said, why don't you take some time off? And those three weeks were magical. I mean, it was a great time, and I felt a lot better after I did that. So in whatever situation you're in, I encourage you highly, if you are feeling anything of what I just described, try and take some time off because it will do wonders for you. It's not going to hurt you. You know, I mean, uh, maybe financially, but I, you know, I'm telling you, it's just not worth it to, to, to neglect this stuff, you know? So there are always avenues for you, whatever position you're in as a medical student, as a resident, as an attending, any other healthcare worker, there are avenues you can pursue to get time off. And it's so important to explore those. Um, the next thing I encourage everyone to do is do some value work. And I'm going to have a whole podcast episode on this, but when I worked with my coach, Chelsea, Chelsea Turgeon, the first thing she made me do was value work, which I was like, meh, kind of at first, you know, values, but I did it. And I'm like, holy moly, like this is profound, you know, like this helps me understand what's important to me and what's not. And this is going to help me make decisions going forward because I now know what's important to me. So, you know, I encourage you to list out your top five values and, you know, and take some time and write those down in some capacity to say what is important because that will serve as kind of the guiding light for you going forward to help you not feel burned out because a lot of burnout comes from us making choices that are not in line with our values. Um, The next huge tip, I'm all about this, is talking with somebody, right? So us physicians, like, we, we are so bad at like being honest and we, we do, we feel that we should do everything ourselves and we should not reach out for help. I remember when I was feeling burned out, I was like, man, what the hell? I'm a doctor. Like, how can I not figure this out? Like I should be able to figure this out, but I couldn't, you know, and you know, none of us are getting out alive here and we all need help. We all need help. We, I, I mean, I can't emphasize that enough. And so you know, being able to talk with someone, a friend, a family member, your therapist, your program director, you know, your dean, whoever it is, reach out to someone and tell them how you feel. And I can't promise that they'll come back and, you know, and, and meet, you know, you with open arms like I was, like I fortunately was, right? That's unfortunately, you know, another topic for another day is, you know, the toxicity of, of cult of medicine. But, you know, but what I mean, you in a way you you don't you can't not do this, right? You've got to talk with someone. You've got to be honest with how you're feeling. Just getting that off your chest will you you'll you'll be surprised. I mean, there's so many of us who burned out. I gu- I can guarantee if you have five people in a room, you tell them how you're feeling. At least two of them are gonna say, "Dang, I'm feeling pretty similar to how you're feeling." And there's so much value in that community and and that affirmation. So please, please, please reach out to someone. Um, self-care is the next tip. And this also will be kind of its own episode. Yeah. Again, 
you know, we in healthcare, we grind, 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 and we suck at taking care of ourselves. We don't exercise. We don't eat right. We're not meditating. Our sleep is horrible, you know, and, and we, we've pushed hobbies and things that bring us joy and happiness to the side because we're working. And, and this is a rest, it's a recipe for burnout, you know, and, and so, you know, during those three weeks off, I mean, I did, I was a self-care hero, you know, I did everything I could to, to liven myself up and get myself back in order. And so now I make that a a huge priority, like above anything, you know, self-preservation is key and whatever you need to do to get yourself self-care, like a massage, go see a movie, spend time with your family and friends. I don't know. It's different for everybody, right? But I engage in self-care above everything else because if you don't do that, you will start feeling burned out. And the last two I, I kind of bundled together is meditation and journaling. And I didn't do this, again, until I worked with Chelsea. But, and I, you know, I used to scoff at both those ideas. I'm like, ah, who's got time for that? Those don't work, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I was in such a desperate position when I met Chelsea that I was like, screw it. I'm going to try it. And I always meditate every day, every single day. First thing I do when I wake up in the morning is meditate. And it is such a powerful tool. It's a free tool, mind you. And it will help you beyond belief. It takes practice. It takes effort. It's not easy. But in due time, like most things, if you practice at them, it does get easier. And it's so helpful. I mean, if anything, just think about what you're doing. You're, you're, you're t- tuning down that fight or flight, that sympathetic response. And you're just going parasympathetic by the, that deep breath. It's clearing your mind. It's, it's getting your breathing in order. We all just breathe at this rapid, shallow rate, you know, because we're just so stressed out and on edge all the time. So try some meditation. There's some great apps out there, Calm and Headspace, and, you know, and there's guided meditations on YouTube. All this stuff is either very cheap or free. And the last thing I do now every day also is journal. And, you know, my journaling is more of like a conscious vomiting is what I call it, but, you know, um, I, I just write out how I'm feeling and what's going on in my brain, you know, and you'd be surprised at the connections you start making when you put either pen to paper or fingers to keyboard if you're a millennial like me. You know, it, it, it really is surprising the stuff that you'll find that comes out. And when you read through your journal entries, and I would encourage you to do that, you know, read through yesterday's journal entry, you start picking up on these patterns. You're like, huh, well, that's interesting. That's what, and then but even the other thing is like, you know, you're journaling about something a month, uh, you know, like a month ago. And then a month later, like, oh, well, I was I even worried about that. That was fine. You know, that didn't. And so I, it's just such a powerful tool, you know, whatever way you want to journal. If you want to do the way I do, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, man, I got so much going on in my head. I just, you know, the, the keyboard's on fire by the time I'm done. But, you know, but if you like journal prompts or whatever, that's fine. It's, it's whatever works best for you. But I meditate in the morning and then I journal immediately after because I tend to journal on the thoughts that come to my mind at meditation. So, and that's what works for me, but it's whatever works for you. So that's it guys. That's episode one. Um, I really appreciate your support. I really appreciate you listening. I hope you learned something. I hope this stuff was helpful and engaging. Um, Please leave me feedback. Um, Give me some reviews, subscribe to the blog, to the podcast. Um, uh, Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm super active on LinkedIn uh, Instagram as well. I've got a TikTok rolling. I'll, I'll link all those in the show, show notes. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the podcast and um, what we got going forward. So thank you again.